Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my hood. My hood. My hood. Ain't nothing normal. You can take a walk in my hood. My hood. Everything Talk about four five from the strap. Psilocybin driving, so we headed off the map. What you know about? Taste the color, seeing sound with a crystallized. Turning nothing into something when we out the mind. Vandalize the lies with the truth. Ain't nobody wanna take shots for this proof. All we ever wanted was the answers. Looking for unique, but our vision keep us phantom. Phantom black man, ghost writing in a pentagram. I'm from the place where our thoughts meet the program. Not too many opens to the power that they hold. Just know that when we shine, it's the reflection of your soul. Supreme beings moving, watch the galaxy implode. We are not alone. If you're not normal, welcome home. Yeah. police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
Paranormal Hit Live with Live and Direct in the God and the Penalis Studios. I'm your host, Diggy. I'm Smoking. And you know how we do every Thursday night. Anybody who didn't hear, that's the new theme song, courtesy of the fans of Ohio Valley. It is available on all platforms. Just go out there and get it, bump it, let people know. That's real hip-hop, man. And we've been dope as all shit. Actually, it's Paul Crown in the Hood. They did a song. It was inspired by us. So shout out to them. They're creative talent. Uh, like I said, it's incredible song. It's real hip-hop. And like I like to say... It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. That drop is so cool, even more so now. No one figured that shit out last week, man. And then see, I'm glad because at least I'm going cheated and Googled or any shit like that, but nobody figured out where that comes from. I don't got no old school heads in here. Shout out to the folks in the chat. Anybody who's listening to Paranormal Hood, if you're listening any other way than on YouTube, I can tell you, you should go over to YouTube. The YouTube experience is awesome. Uh, the chat's always lit. Lit the fuck up. People in the chat and talking and stuff like that. We try to get to the questions we've been in the chat, but also you get to watch what we do here. You know, I mean, you know, I like to smoke and we smoke and we have no problem doing that for Smoke weed every day. So yes, yes, yes. It's our experience. It's what we do here every Thursday night. Anybody who's new to the show, we welcome you. We hope that you enjoy. We hope you subscribe, come back, tell a friend, be a friend, spread that. Listen to that fucking I'm sorry, but that's just some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? For someone to actually take the time to create something in the words, if you listen to the words, with the beat and everything is dope. Now we talk about the words. Words because the words truly express what Smokey and I do and what we talk about here and have been talking about for years. It really is what Paramount is about. So, for someone to catch that vibe and catch that feeling, he created such an awesome fucking song. Like I said, that's real hip hop. If it wasn't called Paranormal, if it was whatever it would be called, I'd still be listening to it. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's right here. So, peace and love and shout out to our brothers and sisters at How Valley. What they do and everybody who's involved in it. I've got a lot of feedback to people who actually enjoy the content and like the content, but that's good, so I'm glad that people are actually watching it, digging the vibe, digging what we're doing, um, and hopefully we'll, you guys will be looking forward to seeing a lot more and have it all formatted, um, better chances for that, because it's definitely the show. Anybody knew the show is going to how the show works. But tonight we have an awesome guest. And even better for his second time on the show, he is going to be dropping third time. Third time? Third? third? Oh, I'm sorry. Third time. Called um, on the anniversary. The anniversary. I'm sorry. But this third time, he's actually going to be dropping some exclusive music. Again, like we are, we talk about anybody, any music we play here, which you listen to the artists who come on here, the all these artists whose music we actually play. We've heard his music before with the Brian Divisions. We saw he had exclusive. He just wanted to drop it for the crowd. We feel awesome again. Someone who's musically listening to it. Getting to hear it first here before you can go and buy it tomorrow. Yeah, first. He's talking about the creative aspects of the music, anything that goes uh, into what he's doing with the music. He's recently had his uh, DMT experience, which he documented on YouTube. There's going to be plenty of stuff to talk to him about and actually get to hear his music. So stay tuned for that. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, the last one segment where I'm going to light up the last one. 
and you guys and kind of challenging and stuff like that. But if you have questions or comments you want to talk to, or if you're a fan of his music or want to just talk to him because maybe you're going to be new to his music tonight, feel free to call in. We'll take calls at some point. Uh, 563-999-3033 is the number you call. You jump in that call queue, and then you press number one when you're ready to talk, and when you're ready to talk, and when you're ready to listen, you press number one. So I thought I'd go. Now, anybody doesn't know again if you the show we do. If you ever pay attention, we kind of jump in throughout the week and we do our little lives crazy little things sometimes we jump on. So we like to spend our time back in the studio, you know, we'll be watching videos, checking the news, checking every source we can find what we're looking for. Not necessarily mainstream, because you won't always find it on the mainstream news, sometimes you have a party talk and stuff. But if it's making news and it's here on Earth, maybe it's middle Earth. I mean, I said Earth. I like to say the RF. What's up, Chris? I was going to ask you guys what they want to say. I think I have before. Um, maybe it's up to the moon. Well, I say MJ resides. Right now, he needs Bachery, so he's not throwing like something about the football. <laughs> or maybe it's up to Mad, the suppose. But I'll find out because I'm going to touch that mofo before I leave this damn suit. Or maybe it's somewhere beyond some places we haven't seen yet, something we don't know about, something that's out there, creeping towards us, and just hanging out somewhere in the vastness of space and our galaxy. So, just making the news. We try to find it. We'd like to bring it to you on the segment that we show you called Smoking Paranormal News. So, right now, Smoking is on for one dude. Ziggy's going to jump in and hit y'all with a couple of stories. So, David, I just don't have the time to do that. Okay, here we go. The Swiss man who built a UFO landing port in Argentina because aliens told him to. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this is the story of Werner Zizzi. <coughs> A Swiss man, excuse me if I pronounce his name wrong, my bad. A Swiss man who in 2008 started building a giant star-shaped Osni port, a UFO landing spot in an Argentinian desert because aliens telepathically ordered him to. It's not clear exactly when Warner Dacilli, I'm just going to call him WJ, arrived in Cachi, a small town in Argentina, Argentinian, I'm sorry, a small town in the Argentinian province of Salta. But it's not hard to figure out what drew him to this place. The deserts of Salta have become famous among UFO enthusiasts around the globe after several sightings of unidentified flying objects and other unexplained phenomena were reported in the area over the last few decades. On the night of November 24, 2008, Vasily himself was allegedly contacted by aliens who gave him specific instructions on how to build a UFO landing port, a.k.a. Osney Port. I was there at Fuerte Alto at midnight on November 24, 2008. Suddenly everything was silent and the power was cut off. One Sicily told reporters a few years back. At that moment, two luminous objects advanced about 200 meters above the Calacacucci River, whatever the fuck it was. They were solid, circular, and had the color of burnished, of burnished metal. They stood about 100 meters above our heads and projected a powerful beam of light. The strange thing is that this extraordinary light did not affect our vision at all, at the moment, something began to boil through my brain. 
it was an order. They asked me telepathically to build a UFO fort. Soon after this bizarre incident, the Swiss started building this now famous Avni port of Bottle Alto, about 40 kilometers from the town, sorry, the town of Cachi. It consists of a large star-like pattern with 36 points and measuring 48 meters in diameter, which has a smaller star in its center. It is made of white stone that Dicilli and his assistant, Louis, who was also present at night, that the aliens made contact, gathered from the nearby mountains. There are also smaller star patterns made of darker rocks that together form a compound visible from a high altitude. I built it that the way they told me to, Dasili once said, after being asked what the patterns of his Omni Point symbolized. Over the years, one of Dasili and his unique Omni Point became famous all over the world, and UFO enthusiasts still visit the site regularly, even though the area is known to be crawling with poisonous snakes. <laughs> As for Dicilli, who should be around 70 years old, he got into trouble with the law a few years ago and disappeared soon after being released from prison. In 2011, the Diario Veloz newspaper reported that Warner Dicilli had been jailed for stealing the wallets of a Uruguayan couple staying at a hotel in Kashi. He was easy to identify from the security camera footage as he was the only one who sported an impressive beard and went around dressed like a druid. When police raided the cave he called home, they found $1,828, half of the money reported missing by the tourists. The spilly spent some time in prison for his crime and disappeared from the area soon after being released. No one seems to know what has become of the eccentric Swiss. All the locals know is that he gathered his things and started walking north. There were some rumors that he settled in Bolivia where he started working on another army point, but no one has been able to confirm these cases. And due to these, well, sorry, claims. In 2014, he was photographed by French photographer Etienne Jumelier in a ball in Cochabamba, Bolivia. Cecily apparently told him that he fled Argentina because he felt persecuted, but did not mention a second on the point. The UFO landing fort of Puerto Alto in Salta remains a popular tourist attraction for both UFO enthusiasts and tourists looking for unusual sites, but no aliens have been reported yet, but who knows, maybe one day. So they told him to build this thing, but they didn't say when they were coming? I guess he wants, because Kevin Costner, when he built it, he said they would come. They came, but this dude was just like, you know what, I think I may have to. It works. I, every time I build a fire, people come. Yeah. <laughs> you build an point, I guess. I just remember, kids, one important thing. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Giants caught on Google Earth just walking around Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> there's a clip online of two randomly walking giants, which could suggest that there's more of these giants. Okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that the camera's angle on Google Earth is off, but it doesn't look like it at all. M. Mr. MBB333 has been looking through the space invader type homes of people in Egypt and came across some really bizarre looking tall people or giants that they have been known known as. Okay. Check out the video below and maybe check out the card top is the line with the sky's waves, which I know these cameras are a lot better than a camera view being off. There's many people that will say that the camera is off and the angle is wrong, but Google definitely investing millions on the best technology, so that's out the window. Okay. Uh, 
Now that's the dumbest shit I heard all week. psychedelics are less likely to be violent towards their partners. New research on the link between reduced violence and psychedelic drugs suggests that men who trip may exhibit less violent behavior towards intimate partners and better emotional regulations overall. A study published last month in the Journal of Pharmacology found that men who reported previous use of psychedelics, a.k.a. hallucinogens, were less likely to act violently towards their intimate partner based on their self-reported emotional habits. According to researchers, the results underscore previous findings that show a negative or inverse relationship between psychedelics and violence and suggest that these recreational drugs may offer a meaningful way to help strengthen our emotional regulation skills and even intimate partner violence. To explore this reverse link in the context of intimate relationships, researchers at the University of British Columbia and Lawrence Tien University recruited university students to social media users for an online survey about their lifetime use of psilocybin mushrooms and LSD or acid, as well as their emotional regulation. Overall, research has found that men who have any experience using mushrooms and LSD were close to half as likely to perpetuate violence against their current partners as men who had no experience with the drug, as determined by participants self-reporting of emotional regulation and behavior. Based on responses from a total of 1,266 participants, researchers found that men who tried LSD or mushrooms had decreased odds of perpetuating physical violence against their current partner. Odds ratio equals 0.42% and reported better emotion regulation when compared to males with no history of psychedelic use. The study's authors concluded these findings extend prior research showing a negative relationship between psychedelic use and intimate partner violence and highlight the potential role of emotion regulation in this association. Unlike alcohol, cocaine, and other drugs associated with increased aggression and violence in users, psychedelics have been found to have the opposite correlation in numerous studies to date. As Newsweek noted, classic psychedelics include compounds like lysergic acid, dilethamide, LSD, um, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, mescaline, and dimethyltryptamine, dimethyltryptamine, DMT, <clears throat> which all act on serotonin receptors in the brain. Zach Walsh, the supervising author of the study from the University of British Columbia, commented in a statement, previous research from our lab that looked at men in the criminal justice system found that the hallucinogen users, users were subsequently, were substantially, excuse me, less likely to perpetuate violence against their intimate partners. Our new study is important because it suggests that these effects might also apply to the general population. Michelle Thiessen, a clinical psychology graduate, 
student at the University of British Columbia and lead author of the study said in a statement that the research helps to clarify the relationship between reduced violence and hallucinogens less likely, less, I'm sorry, hallucinogens like mushrooms and LSD, which have increasingly been embraced for psychiatric therapy in recent years. Past research found a clear association between psychedelic drug use and reduced partner violence, but the reasons for the effect remain unclear. Deason commented, we found the better ability to manage the Anybody's ever said, let's go fuck somebody up. Together. 
considering that he's currently on trial and could face a stiff punishment for sending the missive. One wonders what kind of friend would put him in such a precarious position at all in the name of love. Another question worth pondering is, if the paranormal plot proved successful, how Medwall could have possibly kept from revealing that ruse at some point in the future, since he's likely to want to take credit for pulling it off. So I probably need to read that in an English accent or whatever that accent was. I pretty much written in like old speech. Like, shit like that. Do you have anything you want to add to the news? Um, let's see. Time traveler Paul Dinach. Fascinating prophecies from the year 3906. Um, the Swiss language teacher, Paul Danach, was in a coma in Geneva Hospital um, when he woke up again. He not only had a newly acquired understanding of physics, but he had lives uh, lived as the famous physics teacher named Andrew Northam in 3906 and immediately had knowledge of 1,984 years of coming human history. <laughs> After writing down his experiences, he published them in his book, Valley of the Roses. However, the book met with much resistance from the church, military, Freemasons, and science, and these uh, authorities managed that the book fell into oblivion for a long time. <coughs> in 3906, the professor of physics, Andreas Northam, uh, had a near-death experience due to an accident. When he woke up after his experience, he was suddenly Paul Dynock and spoke in an unknown language that was identified in the future as an outdated Swiss-German language. At the time, Paul was in a coma in 1922 and could not wake up. Andrew Paul did not recognize his family and from then on suffering from insomnia. He made awake 24 hours a day and had problems finding his way around the new present. The scientists in 3906 could immediately explain the state in which Northam was and diagnosed it as a conscious slide and was familiar with it. They told him much of human history from the 21st to the 40th century, but told him that it would not be convenient for him to know about the immediate events after his coma in 1922. Thus, they withheld from him the knowledge of his personal history from the 20th century. He was allowed to know and research everything else. Um, Paul wrote uh, down this one-year experience in, his future, in the future directly after his awakening from the coma. Blood went out! Wow. After his death, he left his collected notes to his favorite student, George Papahati. George was quite surprised that Paul had left him his notes. At first, he thought he was dealing with a novel, but then he realized more and more that what the material was really about. These notes even contained drawings from the First and the Second World Wars, which bear astonishing similarities to pictures from our wartime. Interestingly, the original notes existed in Paul's mother's tongue, German. George translated them into Greek. After all, George had to deal with a large number of notes that he took 14 years to translate. In 1944, Paul's notes, which were then in George's possession, were confiscated by the military because they were written in German. He had given other large amounts of notes to some friends. 
Among them was a Freemason who thought the data was highly controversial and refused to give it back. George never got hit, uh, those notes back. Only a few diary entries remained in Greek, which he published under the title Valley of the Roses. That's it. Then there's a video. Chronicles of the Future. <laughs> Right. Let's see. Earth is breaking up. Over 20 powerful quakes within 48 hours. Heart plasma bombs. <laughs> uh, two major quakes have uh, <laughs> have occurred along the Pacific Ring of Fire in recent days. One um, once again on the island of Lombok, also near the Fiji Islands, with a magnitude of 8.2. And this morning, a 6.4 near Alaska. The Earth's current seems to be in a state of flux at the moment, especially the geologically very active Pacific Ring of Fire, which extends from Antarctic south of New Zealand via Papua, Indonesia, uh, the Philippines, Taiwan, Japan, uh, the Corellis, the Aleutians, um, and then back to Antarctica on the west coast of America, double uh, continent. It's currently extremely active. It is also home to a total of 452 uh, active volcanoes. Around three-quarters of all volcanoes in the world are in the Ring of Fire. Um, and consider that about 90% of all earthquakes in the world take place along this ring. One can assume that there will also be a violent bang here. <laughs> it is not uncommon that there are also strong quakes along the Ring of Fire again and again, but there has... Not been such a large number as on Sunday for such a long time. The strongest earthquake with a magnitude of 8.2 occurred in the Pacific Ocean near the islands of Fiji and Tonga. The fact that this did not have any devastating effect and not cause a tsunami was due to the fact that it took place too deep under the sea and that the area is only sparsely populated. To get a feel for how strong, um, how strong such a Deep earthquake is in 2003. Such a deep earthquake with a magnitude of 8.3 occurred near Russia, East Coast, and was felt all over Asia. Now one can imagine what effects such an earthquake can have closer to the surface, and then also a densely populated area. As further comparison, the devastating earthquake on Indonesian island of Lombok, which a magnitude of 6.9, which killed more than 430 people, on the other hand, was a small swing. <coughs> One can argue that the increase in the frequency and the intensity of the earthquakes um, and volcanic eruptions is at least partially a consequence of the process of slowing down and breaking up. The slight reduction in the Earth's rotational speed exerts mechanical stresses on the crust. Compression at lower altitudes and extension forces at higher altitudes. This load uh, deforms the crust. Uh, number two, the mantle has a higher density than the crust and therefore also a higher momentum. For this reason, the coat cannot slow down as fast as the crust. Uh, these differences between the rotation of the crust and the mantle are called crustal slippage. The fluid of the mantle allows slippage induced by the different curvature of the crust. Alright, I thought they said something about fucking harp here. I don't see shit about harp here. Oh, here we go. All right. Um, some scientists have become aware of the connection between sunspots and earthquakes and want to use sunspot data to protect earthquakes. According to the theory, an intensification of the magnetic field can cause changes in the geosphere. 
In fact, strange earthquake precursors have been recorded for decades. Low-frequency electromagnetic emissions, anomalies in the magnetic field, earthquake lights and, and around mountain peak ranges. Temperature anomalies over large areas which can be seen on satellite images and change in the plasma density of the ionosphere. Heart projects responsible? Um, so, let's see, hop responsible. In order to improve radio communications in the country, the U.S. Air Force intends to de- detonate ion bombs in the upper layer of the atmosphere, as the trade journal New Scientist reported. Uh, radio signals can therefore be received at night over longer distances than during the day. As the density of the charged particles in the ionosphere increase at night, the signals can be better reflected. Mm-hmm. The United States is already manipulating the ionosphere. As of the HARP program, this layer is bombarded with radiation from Alaska by antennas resulting in plasma in the ionosphere, which better reflect the radio waves. So what the fuck does this have to do with fucking earthquakes? All right, whatever. So anyway, but yeah, there's a lot of fucking earthquakes and shit going on in the Ring of Fire right now, like way more than what they're talking about in this. I think the total's in our hundreds now. I mean, they're not all major, but they're all over the whole ring of fire, so something's going on over there. Yeah, if it's over, it's over, man. What are we going to do? Just start shaking, quaking. We have to deal with it. Yeah. Let's see if there's one more story, maybe. <clears throat> one more. Uh, it's a video. I thought it was going to be a good one. You can't all be good. You know, these are all videos. Why are all these things, you know, why do these news sites and stuff just take you to videos now? Everybody writes articles? And why articles do they do write? <laughs> He's falling in. Oh, 
Give me 30 in the morning so that I can take out my fucking phone. What do you think? I said that's a tie or whatever. I just don't think it also wouldn't get me the rest of the day. I don't know what you
couple days a couple days ago and it was packed but the manager was really in the kitchen barking out orders. She was really cool about it. Get this next thing you know, all those people standing before me. That's how you manage to get going crazy and make Yo yo. What's up, bro? Can you hear me? You know we can't hear us? Yeah. Alright, give me one minute. Okay, cool. Check, check, check. Check. We good? Something strange in your hood? Call Jiggy and the Hoodies on Paranormal Hood. Jesus, but just a fraud, and hallelujah for Judas. 
Caesar is not the mob, so we just had to be Brutus. They hate when we on our job, cause persecution is useless. Proof that what we doing is more than just making music, utilizing the truth. Drop it off in the hood, showing what's really good, the feeling is understood. We know just what it means to get it by all means. Supreme beings moving, watch reality explode. We are not alone, if you not normal, welcome home, yeah. Welcome to my hood. My hood. My hood. Ain't it's my theme music. Every good hero can have some. All right, what's everybody? We're back. This is Pat Number studios. I'm your host, Jiggy. I'm Smoking. And tonight, we're going to get right into the show. We have a special guest joining us for his third time. He spent a couple of time here before. So it's even doper that tonight he's going to be playing some exclusive. Well, we're going to be playing some exclusive music. Right was, yeah, can you hear us, Brian, just to make sure, too? Yeah, yeah. You guys can hear me? Hey, Brian. Can you hear us? Yeah, really good. Yeah, hold on one second. got to make sure. Got yeah, a little technical difficulties. Welcome, Miss <laughs> I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. Hear me all good? Yeah, we hear you perfect. Nice. So the mics, the mic's kind of, uh, kind of muted on my side, but I, I, it's still audible though. So worst case, we'll go with it. But yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Um, I, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it. We're gonna make it physical at some point, man. I'm gonna be up there with y'all for real, for real. You're close. You're with North Carolina, South Carolina, right? That's yeah, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. So yeah. It'll be it, man. That'd be dope, man. Just gotta have you here in the studio, man. Just gonna kick it, you know, exchange some energy, some vibes, some thoughts. I mean, it's great to do it on the radio, but to have personal contact with people who've been rocking out with you for a while now, you know, it's awesome too. Be able to sit in the room and kind of just do what we do. You know what I'm yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on, man, because uh, this album's coming out on Tuesday, so it's the 28th. Uh, I'm excited, man, because it's been like years and years of working on these songs. And now it's it's finally at a point where I'm like, okay, it's it's finished, you know, and then sharing it with the world. So it's this huge like next chapter of my life. So it's it's a very awesome uh, feeling. Even before I release it, it just feels good to have some of the stuff done that's just been there for years, man. Like just on the computer, just not fully wrapped up yet, and now it's it's ready. 
tell you something too, man. What's cool with listening to your music, but not only your music, because you know I follow you on social media and stuff too. So the thing where I like to watch people and see how you know, because people will rap about one thing or sing about one thing, but not actually live that life. You know, we have a lot of that nowadays where art is supposedly imitating life, but it's not. But watching you, I see that you're actually living your music. You know, and that's that's uh-huh. an awesome part of anybody's journey is to understand watching the evolution. nowadays it's so easy to just 
completely just be taken completely away from, you know, just sitting under a tree or just looking up at stars, man. So uh, bringing us all back to that, I think, is, is imperative for evolution. And uh, I'm seeing it happen more and more. And, I mean, you know, of course with my own self, but just with so many friends of mine and just, man, like people are really like waking up and opening up to, you know, just life, man. Like it, it feels good, man. It's, it's like I'm telling you guys, every it's like everybody I know right now too. And I'm here in Asheville, North Carolina. But man, so many people are just stuff is manifesting for so many people, and it's so amazing to see. Like, you know, people put a lot of productive and powerful, positive energy into their aspirations and their dreams, and like, man, things are like starting to happen, man. It's, it's it's so beautiful. Once it starts, it's kind of hard to stop it. It's like the snowball effect. One person tells one person. That, that person tells two people. And then four, eight, 16. And, and it just keeps on going. It just keeps going. It just keeps going and it's building. And it goes up. So, you know, if one person wakes up, one person, that wakes up 50,000 people because that one person they woke up wakes up one person and just keeps on going. And so it's just happening so fast now. Excellent. Unbelievable. Light work is everywhere. I don't I Every, think I mean, some people even understand a lot of what they're manifesting and a lot of the work they're doing. It's just becoming natural for people to kind of ascend to something bigger than what they've known themselves to be their whole lives. We're just an incredible age of information, of powerful music, again, like what you're doing, that's putting out these messages and putting out and saying things that people may not first understand or you grew to a nice speed, but at the same time you start to say, well, what is he talking about? What's the Pleiadian? What is he referring to? Uh, let me look into this and stuff. And then they Google it and they start using their smartphones for smart reasons. <laughs> yeah. search yeah. things that are important. You know, things that they was like, oh, my God, okay, let me, uh, what's the other stuff he's talking about? And let me put this stuff together. So that's, that's the great yeah. thing, too, about this age of information. As much as people down a lot of the negative stuff that's out there. And, again, it's what you look for. If you're looking for the positive. If you're looking for a Brian division. He's out there. You just have to seek it as quick as you're going to seek of Nicki Minaj or whatever's popular. You have to become that person that's seeing what's going on. You know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of the status quo and this regular shit. Who's speaking something that maybe I don't understand, but I want to understand it? I want to vibe to it. I want to connect to it. I want to raise my frequency. I want to raise my vibration. I want to feel positive. I want this music to move me in a positive way. Rather than the same old shit that I've been listening to, it makes me want to go out and knock somebody out or some sort of drink yeah. Tennessee or whatever lick is popular and all the bullshit that's become the kind of status quo in the music industry right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's funny, man, when 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 music clicks on on all the levels for you, you know, no, no matter what genres you're listening to. Um, but when it clicks with like the lyrics and, you know, the emotion of, of the, the vocals and then, say, of the instruments. Man, when it clicks, it's just like, uh, it's almost like you're tapping into their energy and it's like they're, they're expressing something that you didn't think you could, you know? And sometimes, you know, when we, when we hear music and it's like, say, you know, say nine out of ten of those elements. And one of the things is, you know, just a, a certain lyric, you know, and that's all it takes for me. I'm like, man, I'm like, it was so close to just being so, like, <laughs> honest and authentic. But, you know, it, 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 it just could be just this, you know, this thing that was obviously maybe inserted to, like, you know, shock value or to, like, you know, to, to sell the song versus just being an authentic expression. And, like, no matter the genre, whether it's, like, rap or, 
you know, I listen to a lot of like gent and metal and like really heavy, heavy stuff too. And then even some really calm, laid back beats and then instrumentals. But I mean, it's just when it connects on all levels, man, that, that's it. And I, I honestly had found that lacking in a lot of, of rap music, you know, and I grew up listening to mainly, um, I listened to a lot of rock at first, you know, I listened to Korn and like Slipknot when they came out and like Linkin Park. I was I was loving that and I didn't really even really get exposed to much hip hop until I was like thirteen and I found three six mafia. (laughs) Wow, you went all the way in at at thirteen. You were like, I'm gonna go headlock at three six mafia. And and like the thing is it's like I was you know, my 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 friends were like older, we all skateboarding, you know, they had systems in the cars and like oh my god, man, it was it was this whole new world. So um you know, listening to all their stuff, I like to, I mean, we got all the CDs, you know, everything, man. I, I loved it. And that opened me up to more of those those, those darker style, southern, fast, aggressive kind of trap beats, you know. So I would say between a mix of the metal and, like, the heaviness and then, say, 3-6, and then later, you know, of course, more hip-hop as I um, started to dive more in. I mean, it brought me to this point where, I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of different aspects that I like in different genres, you know? And one of the things was I loved 3-6's, like, beats. And I was just like, oh, my God, amazing. But, you know what I mean? I'm not really bumping this stuff with my dad around for more than, like, 10 minutes before he's like, all right, man, turn this, like, crap off. <laughs> you know, just being honest, as much as I liked it. And it kind of opened the door for me. And, you know, I really appreciated um, artists that can express their message without cursing because it, it for some reason like I mean I'll be honest like I cuss every day of my life you know but with music though there's just this it's just a certain way a certain way of expression that I find just um extremely authentic because the words the words you know might not get um that instant connotation that we get from just the million ways they've been used you know um so within music, it can, I just feel like it's easier to express the emotion that I truly want to express without dropping an F-bomb, you know. Not even, you know, like once or twice, but like, you know, some, you know, some people just do it every every end of every lyric, you know what I mean? But I just felt so like... You're a big Will Smith fan then? Like me. Oh, getting jiggy with it? <laughs> Number one rapper of all time. If you put that song on, I will dance. Like, <laughs> Number one rapper I, of all time. I'll say it again. I've got to, man. I like I like Will Smith as a as a hit this roller. And it doesn't matter what he's done. Dude, the fresh prince though. Why damn. Dude, people forget that see the, the problem with the way people look at Will Smith is they look at him as like a candy rapper, blah, blah, blah. But he was a trendsetter. He did it all before everybody did it. Like you said, he did it. He didn't have the he has one song that most people don't even know where he actually used profane words. Wow. Do you, do you know what that song is? No. What is that you one? You saw my blinker, bitch. It's about a car accident in Miami. That's the one song that he actually used for family. Yeah. Any other song you'll never... And people kill him when you, when you talk about greatest rappers, blah, blah, blah. Most people don't put him on the list. He's at the top of my list because he never changed. He never said, okay, now all of a sudden I'm, I'm 30. Let me start rapping the new style and act like these kids. Now I'm 40. Let me start changing my style to do what's current with a lot of people try to be you know, they try to redo or read their image and stuff in the way that they're, cause they're trying to be current where he's like, fuck it. If I'm going to put an album out, I'm going to put out something that Will Smith would put out. And that's authentic. 
He has been authentic with his music the whole time. I give him respect for that. I get killed when I say that because people are like, Will Smith, like, man, he ain't even in my top 100. Roll however you want to roll. I know from the beginning of hip-hop what hip-hop was about. He came on at the perfect time and did some perfect music that everybody was jamming to. You weren't worried about your troubles. You were having a good time, and that was what the era was about, listening to hip-hop, being able to party. But at the same time, there were people who were spitting music that was about the hard times, what was going on in their hood, whatever their hood was, what was going on in their neighborhood, what they were dealing with with life. And I get where hip-hop is kind of now, because I've had to learn as almost a 50-year-old man, they don't make that music for me. I come from a different time, so I'm seeking out a different thing, but for some reason, that's what the kids listen to. It just bothers me that most of that music is on a frequency and energy that's just bringing these kids down and causing them to be violent and think it's stupid <laughs> shit not involving their minds yep. at all. Dude, suicide rate, suicide rate are the highest they've ever been among teenagers. Yeah, because all these rappers and stuff. You know, it's like there's, there's, no, uh, there's, there's no outlet you know, for kids. So, in the media that they see, you know, think about, you know, the, the ideal of love. Let's just start there, because that's what everyone really needs. That's what we're all trying to really express. But the thing is, man, like, if you look at kind of the way the media is kind of set up, you know, expression of love in our, our culture is like, oh, man, love hurts, or like, it's this very codependent, very, um, just... The energy is all of desire and not really just receiving and giving and appreciating and, you know, compassion. It's this weird, romantic, twisted, like, codependent energy that's being projected. So, um, you know, so kids aren't even shown what, like, okay, what love really is, you know. We're not, we're not really just shown that, that welcoming love, that open heart, you know. So most of our music and our media really just is, like, you know, hook up with this girl, do these drugs, repeat, you know what I mean, with no real thought in between. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like, some of these songs, like, some of the new stuff that comes out, beats are good, you know what I mean? So, and musically, it makes, it makes your body move. But those words, those words just connect with mine, you know? And, like, we're just ingesting this stuff. And, like, there, you know, I have my limits and stuff where I'll listen to. Like, you know, sometimes I like a nice beat, but if, if the lyric goes too raunchy and I would, like, feel shame, like feel really bad if, like, an old lady walked by, you know, I'm not going to bump it. And I, I don't know. I realize I can connect my music. I can connect to, like, anyone regardless of that gap of of being profane and being vulgar. I don't need to be vulgar because I, I rap about emotional intelligence. You know, understanding our emotions, understanding energy, understanding our role in this universe as the universe, you know? And, like, uh, that message, I feel, shouldn't have um, a big boundary to reach, you know, seven-year-old kids, like, 10-year-old kids, um, 50-, 60-year-old women, you know? Like, I don't, you know, if, if someone resonates with the music, and that, that message is there, you know? So it's it's been a learning experience, just you know, of course, going against the grain of what is like super in and what's popular, but it's given me a opportunity, you know, to do something unique. I feel. Absolutely, I mean that's the thing too. Is that it's easy to say, okay, I can connect with everybody because I'm going to speak the same language that everybody else is speaking, and I can 
so in the same stuff at the same time. I'll try to sneak some stuff in there. You get so lost in that rather than just say from the beginning, who do I really want to reach? I want to reach everybody. Like you said, you know, kids to their parents to their grandparents. Whatever. You want someone to be able to play that music in their car, in their home, and someone not walking in room is like, oh, what the fuck are you listening to? Or turn that shit off. You know, this is the response to a lot of what you hear. Because like you said, the beat could be cool. And then you start to hear the lyric or lack of lyric, which is another. <laughs> the, the lack of lyric is amazing because there's a whole lot of, just, let me just keep repeating the same shit over and over again. The start of creativity. So that music, being able to play it at, your, at a barbecue, at a family gathering, at your retreat, you know, is a perfect example of something where, Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.